0: Om, sahana vavattu, sahano punaktu, sahaviryam karava tejasvinavadiramastu, te jasvi om, shanti, shanti, Shanti Hari Om. Namaste and welcome to the show. I'm your host, Alexandra Savitri Amba, director of the Vedic Healing Center and the American Reiki Academy. I'm a Reiki master, Vedic healing master, Feng Shui teacher and spiritual life coach. I've taught spiritual self-development for more than 30 years, led pilgrimages to India, and studied with Indian gurus. In this show, we cover topics related to metaphysics, Reiki, Vedic healing, Feng Shui, yoga, and spiritual growth. The aim of this show is to help you create a successful spiritual practice that enhances your life, bringing you love, happiness, well-being, success, peace, and productivity so you may become the best version of you. Welcome to today's episode, which is entitled, Do You Know About the Highest Interest Bank Account? Today, I'm going to talk about the highest interest bank account that you can have, and it is a spiritual bank account. Did you know that you have a bank, and within this bank, there is an account that yields very, very high interest to you? It's in fact better. Than the stock market, better than any real estate investment. It is the investment in yourself, and the interest it yields is the highest interest rate you will ever encounter. What's more, this account is available to everyone. Each of us has one, but someone forgot to tell us when we were born. So today, I would like to remind you of this incredible bank account and show you how to get it to multiply fast and all that it will give you. So what is the secret bank account? It lies deep within you and can be accessed at any time, no matter what your age, whether you are young or old, no matter what country you hail from, whether you are financially rich or poor, this account is waiting for you. And this account will give you riches on all levels, physical levels, mental levels, emotional levels, spiritual levels, and it increases through your spiritual self-development. So let's talk about how it increases in size and what it will bring you. The first thing I'd like to touch upon is that this account expands and accrues and amasses riches through a process that moves from the inside out. So on the spiritual journey, we are working from the inner being moving outwards so that we will definitely affect our outside circumstances, but we're going to start by working within. So the flow of the energy is From your beingness, making your being bright, peaceful, strong, healthy, happy, grounded, focused, so many adjectives I can use. So from this beingness, you are going to create magic. I am going to create magic. We are going to create magic. So it's a process of remembering that we are infinite beings. So living in these material, these physical bodies in this material world, we may forget that we are spiritual beings first. And therefore, when we work on developing the self, we work first on, the beingness, and then from that we can do and we can ultimately have. If we work from the other way, have, do, be, if we work backwards, then we can certainly amass things. We can concentrate on first having and then doing and then ultimately being at peace or happy or whatever. But we will find that those attributes we are looking for don't necessarily come. We've all heard stories of people who have amassed great fortunes, only to find that inside, they are not content. So why not work in the Proper flow where we first work on the inner space and then life expands from there. I want to say that no Indian guru who has created great results in this world has worked any other way. As an example, let us think about Amachi, the hugging saint from Kerala, South India. She was born in a poor fisherman's village in a remote area of South India. And she had little education She used to sit when she was a young woman under a tree and sing devotional songs. She would sing songs about the divine, and many people thought she was a little crazy. However, as she grew and blossomed, her path was very evident to her. She knew that she was here to spread light the spiritual light and so as she matured and grew she with not with very limited limited resources financial resources and material resources created an empire a, a tremendous empire of helping other people through this energy of love that she has demonstrated and subsequently creating a large ashram, great followers all over the world, hospitals, um, schools for uh, children in India, and has done many, many, many service projects and amassed great Physical, uh, great financial wealth in that, in her organization that is used for service projects. So, Satya Sai Baba, Sri Satya Sai Baba, was born in a remote area of South India also and created great, great, great projects in India to bring clean drinking water to poor people he created the largest hospital in southeast asia that gives complimentary surgery when needed to people who cannot afford it a huge and beautiful hospital out in the middle of nowhere, and people come from all over India to uh, receive medical treatment at that hospital. And many, many, many more things that such gurus or avatars or enlightened masters who have walked on this planet have created. And my point is that all of this has been generated from a great reservoir of shakti, of spiritual energy. Each of us is given the same opportunity to develop shakti. Someone makes us aware of this, and then it is up to us to create from this power, this Shakti. However, creating from the inside out occurs through a daily practice called sadhana, which is comprised of specific components that we discuss in our programs and classes. And this is created on a daily basis, on a consistent basis, and it is what helps create the energy that puts the money in the spiritual bank account. So let's go over some tips if you are already doing a spiritual practice. And if you're not, perhaps this will just trigger that that interest in the practice. The first thing I'd like to say is to realize how important time is to your effective practice. So remember, the practice is comprised of meditation, yoga, breathing, chanting, prayer, many things, yantras, all these things we discuss in classes. But one of the constant um, or consistent themes about doing this practice is to realize how important time and time management is to your practice being effective. So if you can, if you continue to follow the world around you, this may mean going to bed too late, watching mindless TV, eating foods that don't support the body, eating at the wrong times. Generally, a vegetarian diet will most support a practice, a practice of sadhana. And even within the vegetarian diet, there are certain foods to consume or not consume or limit. Other things would be... Waking up around six or seven in the morning, that's actually going to be a little bit too late to get in a really effective practice. Although the whole uh, movement of doing this practice is a process. So just these are things to keep in mind. Caffeine, consuming caffeine is something that will interfere with an effective practice work, your work day, structuring your work day so that it is effective and it is certainly important, but structuring it so that it occurs at the right time and you have allowed or allotted time for your practice around your work day. Your exercise when are you exercising? And is that exercise too late in the day? So in general, when we're doing our practice, we are following the movement of the sun. And that means also honoring this movement of energies, natural energies in the body. So that means not running on a treadmill at 7 o'clock at night or 5.30 at night or really anytime at the end of the day. So that cardio is ideally done in the morning. Your dinner, when you're eating your dinner, what time you're eating your dinner. So your routine, your daily routine must be adjusted if you are to be successful on this practice. It's really, really crucial. And there's no reason to wait for this. If anything I'm saying here triggers something, then Really start to look into this, how you can structure your day so that this practice is part and parcel of everyday activities and not just in the morning. So we expand it as well. And this is something we talk about in classes. But time management. The second tip is to prioritize and not wait until you are older, not wait until. Your children are out of the house. Not wait until anything. There is no reason to wait for this practice. If you have had the reminder to do this practice or the awareness that first of all, there will come awareness, awareness that there is such a thing called a daily spiritual practice. And after the awareness, there will be the attempt to do it, and then there will be probably some small failures, we could say, on our parts where we try and we don't succeed, and then we get frustrated and maybe we put it aside. And then there are the reminders, get back to the practice, get back to the practice. So prioritize it and don't wait for anything The soul is ageless, so you can wake up at any time. There is no reason to wait until everything is settled in your life to do this practice. Everything may never be settled as long as you, as long as I am in the body there are always going to be distractions and always going to be responsibilities and always going to be things we must attend to. This is our duty. And this is spoken about in the Vedic scriptures that we are to be in this world, but not of it, as it is said. And the daily spiritual practice gives us that reminder that we are here as spiritual beings. So we are in this world, we are doing our duties as they have been given to us, but we always know we are more than this experience. The third tip for today is to create the physical space to support you. And I'd like you to think today about Clutter. A cluttered home does not help the practice. You're going to designate space, and we've talked about this before um, in the feng shui classes. We talk specifically about creating a conducive space, and this space will really, really support your practice. It kind of anchors the practice in the home by giving a visual reminder to you. Now, what will this practice give you? I said at the beginning, it will give you riches. It will give you riches that you deposit into an account. Actually, the, the, the practice is the the account being generated every day, the riches adding up every day. And here are just some of what this practice will give you. The first thing is, and these are in no particular order today, they're just ideas that came to me as being some of the prominent uh, benefits that this practice gives. The first thing is incredible, incredible peace. A peace so that whatever happens in your life, you are able to maintain a certain degree of serenity inside the world can be falling apart around you and it will fall apart sometimes. There will be small, small dramas and 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 uh, little volcano eruptions around you. And inside, you will be able to maintain a certain level of peace that will help you and the others around you deal with. The little volcanic eruption. Another thing this practice will give you is deep, deep, deep insights, really amazing insights about your life, about the direction you need to go, about so many things, just insights that you would not otherwise touch upon if you were not allowing that time of reflection and of inner seeking. So you will become aware of these insights as you sit in silence. And one of the things you can do is keep a pad of paper near you For when you are doing your practice, and as insights come to you, jot them down. The more, remember that the more quiet you can get your being, the more you will be able to access these insights. You may think that you're quiet when you're not speaking. And certainly that is one level of being quiet. But there is a lot of activity that goes beyond just the speech. So just silencing your speech doesn't mean that the being is quiet inside. So we're talking about really getting the being to a very, very still and serene place. The third thing that this practice gives us is incredible guidance. So along with those insights, you will be guided. It's like it gives you a roadmap and you will get very clear guidance as to where you should go, when you should go, whom you should contact. The fourth this practice will give you is incredible strength. I wrote down fearlessness when I was jotting notes for this, and I wrote down the word strength. So they're a little bit different. It will give you great, great, great strength and courage, fearlessness. There will be a a lack of anything that can stop you. And usually what's stopping us is fear. It's one of the most prominent things that stops us. We may think that we don't have any fear, but often there is fear at the base of whatever that blockage is in our lives. The fifth thing this or benefit, I should say, of this path is physical world results. And what do I mean by that? So far, I've told you it gives you insights, it gives you peace, it gives you direction, guidance, strength, fearlessness. It also gives you focus. I didn't talk about focus, but great focus so that when you are doing your work in the world, you are focused on the task at hand. But physical world results, what I mean by that is things, situations, opportunities will manifest in your life and you will know these are a direct result of your practice. Opportunities that would not otherwise have come to you. You may not be able to explain this to anyone. People, if, if you did, people might laugh at you, but you will know without a shadow of a doubt that some of the things manifesting in your life or maybe all of the things manifesting in your life are a direct result of this practice that you are doing. So today, I'd like to just remind you to think about this account that you have, this spiritual bank account that is waiting for you to deposit energy into it energy over and over and over again. And as you do that, the account grows and grows and grows and grows. Sometimes, as an example, I'll tell you, when we have taken spiritual pilgrimages to India, we visit many profound spots there, uh, spiritually charged vortexes, amazing ancient temples, thousands of years old. These temples are all the prayers, the rituals, the chanting that has been done in those spaces, or we might be in a spiritual ashram. And we might be standing, for instance, in front of the deity in a temple. And many of the temples especially the ones that are very popular you only have a few seconds in front of the deity so the deity is the main attraction in the temple and the deity is only available for viewing twice a day usually for certain periods so people wait in line to see this deity to receive the darshan the uh, being in the the holy sighting the sighting being in the presence of the deity and people travel from many miles away sometimes on foot sometimes uh, by public transportation Many times it's a, it is a real pilgrimage where the devotees deliberately travel on foot as an austerity. So part of the process of visiting the deity is the austerity of making the journey of the trek. That's why it's called a pilgrimage. So these pilgrims... Are seeking the transformation of not only viewing the deity, but the, the sacrifice, the experience of walking and preparing themselves to interact with the, de- the deity and the time to, to journey and reflect and prepare their being just for the few seconds they might be standing in front of the deity. So many times when we have had these experiences of going to a powerful temple, I think to myself afterwards, I don't know, and there's no way of knowing, the impact that darshan, that experience would have had on our energy fields. You can't say, "Oh, this has just uh you can't measure it like a like a math problem. This has just given you you know 5 uh, 5 degrees of something. You you can't it's nothing that you can measure, but you can certainly say that experience was so meaningful for me and I feel so blessed and full of the experience of the energy that is received by standing in front of the deity. It's very hard to put into words, but I often say to people, we don't know what that experience has given us. However, we do know how we feel afterwards. So just a few seconds of sighting, of, of viewing the the deity, and this tremendous rush of energy that you get in your being that is kind of like the most incredible food for your soul. So these things are abstract and difficult to put into words, but they are so, so, so tangible on other levels that you know without a shadow of a doubt that that Temple experience, or that ashram experience, or that experience, being with that guru, or that saint, or that swami, was unforgettable and was so precious for your lifetime. And as spiritual practitioners, we work every day to do our practices and to expand little by little by little by little by little, putting money in that bank account, in that spiritual bank account. And then we have these extraordinary experiences where if we're lucky enough to journey to these special spiritual vortexes on the planet, and it doesn't have to be India, whatever your your spiritual Affiliation is, um, then we, we receive sort of like a boon. It's called a boon, a, a gift from the spiritual realms. All the work we've done. And then just in a few seconds in front of that deity, we're given a boon, a, a reward. For all our hard work, it's just a few seconds, but it's this rush of energy that says, "I know you've been working hard, and and here, here is, here is a gift for you. It's like a um, an incredible fast track. It's it's a a, a gift that catapults you to another." level and it's a reward for all the work you've done and it pushes you It just all of these experiences keep pushing us forward and causing us to expand and grow and blossom more i hope this has been helpful it's been a little bit of a more philosophical again uh podcast episode, but I wanted to remind you about this spiritual bank account that you have. So every day, your work on your yoga mat, in your meditation space, with your chanting, with your prayers, with your pranayama, whatever it is you are doing for your practice, that work is never in vain it is never failing to give you results so some days you feel those results and other days maybe life challenges you a little bit more and you maybe don't 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 sense the the results as much but but just keep at it, just keep at it every day, every day, every day. And the results will be again internal results that will then translate into external results. And by external results, I mean real miracles, real tangible miracles in this world, things that you would say were miraculous in your life. How could you have drawn that to you? How could you have drawn that opportunity to you? Where did these lucky uh, people come from who walked into your life? Where did this, this opportunity come from? It seemed like it came from out of the blue, but it came from your work, your internal work, clearing, clearing, clearing your being and your energy field so that blessings can flow back to you. And once the blessings flow, then we have the responsibility to share those blessings with others around us and to continue to attempt to inspire and lift up the downtrodden, the hopeless people around us and those who are seeking or lonely or lost or depressed or whatever those, those kind of negative words indicate. We are always as spiritual seekers looking to Evolve, transform, grow, expand, and then help. So as we move forward, then we also have the responsibility and duty and opportunity to help others. There's no other way. Om Asatoma Sadgamaya Tamasoma jyotir gamaya, mrityorma amritam gamaya. Om shanti, 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 hari om. Om Sai Ram, Jai Guruji, Om Amarteshwariyei Namaha, Hare Krishna, Om Namah Shivaya. I hope this has been helpful. Please remember to share this episode with anyone whom you think might benefit and feel free to click on the website link and explore some of the offerings. Also, always feel free to reach out if you have questions or concerns or if I can offer any assistance to you on your path. Samasta loka, sukhi no bhavantu, om, shanti, 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 om, peace, 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 om namah